Welcome to a new episode of Talking Rivals, a podcast about the best bleep and rivalry in all of baseball and sports. I'm your co-host, Patrick, covering all things Red Sox. And this is my co-host, Chris, covering everything Yankees. What's going on, Happy Patrick? Happy New Year. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. New Year. Same old story. Yes. <laughs> right now, no news. Is, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. in the baseball sense, it is. It's the same yep. old story. And let's hope it changes soon. You know, I think they didn't talk, you know, because during the holidays and stuff. And I, I get that. But hopefully this week or at the very la- latest, early next week, we start hearing them. Yeah, I think you're going to start you know. soon. Yeah, I would. Uh, you would have they to. Have, so. I mean, it's what, six weeks until pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> we got to yeah. start hearing stuff soon. So we're all crossing our fingers and hopefully baseball starts on time and there's no problems, but we, we will see. Okay. So that brings us to if we're looking ahead to 20, I can't believe it's 2022, but I know. <laughs> looking ahead to this 2022 season. There are, and this surprised me when I saw this, uh, there are 19 either combinations or one or the other of teams that have either a manager or a GM or top front office executive on expiring contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's the last year guaranteed year, their contracts. Some of these guys might have options, but that's a lot. Yeah, that is. That's a lot so of that just opens it up for a conversation. And we'll go through and we'll end with the Yankees. So we'll save best for last. Hopefully. But we'll start with the Angels. And this is an interesting one because I didn't realize Joe Madden was 68 years old. Wow. In February. So and they gave him a three-year, $12 million contract, and he's had two losing seasons. Hmm. So I mean. We keep on saying they're wasting Trout's prime. Trout's now in his 30s. Otani just had the best year he's ever going to have. I doubt he duplicates that. I mean, and Rendon is coming off a huge injury. Right. So what do they do with – I mean, okay, if he he makes the playoffs, obviously they bring him back. But say they just, you know, go 500. Oh, they can't. They, they, they can't bring Madden back. No, they can't. It's his last year. Um, there's just too much talent here not to make the playoffs, at least. And and when you look at the rest of the um, the AL West, I mean, the Astros are kind of in flux now, right? With a couple of free agents. Yeah, this is. I think this is the year for the Angels to pounce. I don't know if they will, but right. Exactly. That's that's the way I look at it. The A's, we've been hearing they're on a they're going to fire sale. Texas is they only won 60 games last year, so I can't see them improving 30 something games and getting into the playoffs. No. Um, And Seattle. Yes. Seattle's the team that's on on the rise, obviously, but they're not a perfect team that's going to win 98 games and run away with the division either. So this is the year that a team like the Angels can definitely take take the division. But I mean, a guy like Madden, I love Joe Madden. He's a, yeah, I think he's a great, great manager. Man. But you're only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. They don't have enough pitching. No. And I mean, what have they I mean, done so far? <laughs> you got Syndergaard. 
who is going to be on a pitching limit, right? An innings limit. Yeah, you got to you got to think after two innings pitched in two years, what hundred innings? At, at best, at best. I mean, he's I going. We kind of tossed it around a couple episodes ago. I think you make him. You do like job rules, right? Make him a high leverage eighth inning guy in front of. Um, Who's the closer they just re-signed? Iglesias. Iglesias. Yeah. That's a pretty good eight and nine. Yeah. I, even I a, just got to get there, but. Maybe you could give him a, make him be if like. if you pitch him in, if you pitch him every other game, and that would be at the top end right. of an eighth inning guy, one inning, that's 81, 81 innings right there. The, right. The problem is, though, they paid him so much money. Right to yeah. be a one inning guy, not even as a closer. Um, right, but I, but I, I mean, think, the eighth inning is just as important as the ninth. I mean, I agree. But how about this? How about a almost like a Mariano Rivera, where he was the setup in '96, where he was throwing two, three innings at a time. Right, maybe that might be better. And less games, but more innings. Right, like you could pitch, bring him in the sixth two innings. Yeah, fifty. You appear in fifty games. You pitch two innings a game. Yeah, there's your hundred. Right. Any game that you're any game that you're in the lead and you could bring him in the sixth or seventh inning to get to your right. closer. That's pretty good because that's basically you're locking down um, the victory that way. If listen, and we're saying that if he doesn't get hurt again and right. if he's back to anywhere close to what he was before the injury, you know, and that's that's asking for a lot, too. I, I thought yeah. the, the signing was a little bit. So I doubt he gets 30 starts because if you give him 30 starts or you give him 25 starts, it's only four innings a start. Yeah, and I don't even I mean, think he's going to get that many starts, to be honest. Yeah, Let's be he, honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to be – I think a good season, like we said, is 100 innings under a four ERA, a lot of strikeouts and healthy. Right. Uh, and, I mean, I, I think the big question mark, other than Trout and Rendon, their health, is what do you get out of Otani? Can you really pencil him in to repeat what he did last year? I don't think that's fair. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's say he he pitched in 23 games. Uh, so he started 23 games as well. Yeah. So he started 23 games. Can he get you 23 games again? Between him and Syndergaard, it's like one starter. And also at a 3.18 ERA as well. Yeah. And in those 23 games, he threw 130 innings. Hmm. Can he do that again? I mean, he's still young. So, and he's, and he's built like a robot. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could see him doing it, but we've also seen him uh, be injured as well before this, before last year, right? Yep. He had his injury, injury issues. When he first came over here. So, um, you know, where he only played maybe 100 games the year before. Yeah, he played 104, 106, and then 44 out of the 60. Yeah. And then 155. So maybe he's over it. You know, maybe he's over that 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 aspect of his – and he's going to give you – I let's assume, best-case scenario, he does uh, equal that. 23 starts, right? And he gives you somewhat close to that ERA, you know? And he still gives you that. That's not bad, but no. But look at the rest of the rotation. <laughs> that's the problem. You could hope for the best for Otani 
and the very best for Syndergaard. And it's still not going to be enough with that pitching that they have. Right. No. Well, what else do they have at starters? Uh, We're talking about even, Michael Lorenzen. I want to look it up. You got Michael Lorenzen that they signed. Um, okay. That's a, uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> After that, like that, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Sandoval Chris is Patrick. a young guy who actually threw to a three and a half ERA. Right. He only pitched 87 innings, but he had 94 strikeouts. Jose Suarez, they actually have two young pitchers. Suarez is 23. He went eight and eight, 3.75 ERA, but Which he's not, not a high bad. strikeout guy. Right. And then they had Alex Cobb, who didn't pitch too bad, but then they had Dylan Bundy. I think uh, they're, yeah. It's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks there. They got Jamie. Their bullpen is just. Right. But at least they got, they do have the close. They got Iglesias. And they signed out. after that, they're. They signed Aaron Loop from the Mets, who had a very good season last year. Yep. They um, had to overpay for him. But yeah. That's what you have to do when you're, when you're desperate. And they also got, yeah. let's see. Um, if they had Steve Cisak. Cisak? Yeah, I don't know. around forever. The submarine guy? Yeah, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's signed for this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't see him on uh, the spot rack. Uh, the rest of the names? Uh, maybe Griffin yeah. Channing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah. So it's definitely gonna be. Listen, and the off season is not over yet. So we're talking about you know they could still add guys, and they still got if, amazing. My theory they- is if you can just if you can just put people out there that are going to be healthy and show up every day, and say. The team is expected to be 81 and 81. Joe Madden can maybe finesse it a couple of games above that and maybe right. just have just have important games at the end of September. Yeah, that's all they, they really want to be. I think they want to be where the Mariners were last year, obviously with a better ending, but in it in the final week. And it's a team that, has money because if you're in it in the final week with a healthy trout, a healthy Otani, and a healthy Rendon, you've got more than a chance. And that's something that we haven't seen, though. That's the problem, you know. So right. that's it all comes down to be honest to help to these guys. If if those guys could stay healthy all season or for the majority yeah. of the season, yeah, I, I think they're gonna be in they'll they'll make up for some of the the pitching deficiencies without a doubt. And yeah, they could they can outslug people. And they could still add pieces to this team. Surprisingly, I thought their payroll was higher, but their payroll right now is at 161. So they could still add a few pieces here and there to the um, to the ball. Yeah, I mean, Justin Upton still has some. Jared Walsh had a really good year, actually. Yes, very good. 29 home runs, 1998 RBIs. Yep. I think he made the all-star team. Uh, yes. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Justin Upton, you know, he's he's not going to be what he was a few years ago. Obviously, he's, he's thirty three, so you know, it's it's an older team. Obviously, that they're yeah. This is Joe Madden's probably final run. 
yeah, he's got to do it now or yep. yeah, he'll be riding into the sunset. So and that takes us to another AOS team, the Astros. In November, Dusty got a one-year extension. So, um, uh, yeah, I need to talk about old. He turned 73 in June. So this, I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I'm, I'm a big Dusty Baker fan, but a one-year contract? That's I all think he that, gets, really? Yeah, I think they're going like one year at a time maybe with him. I mean. Seeing how he feels, too. <laughs> yeah. I but I mean, after everything that he took the team through after he pivoted them away from all the trash can stuff. And it just seems like he gets the grunt work and he gets the thankless task of kind of reinventing the team. And then somebody else is going to get the contract and get the security. Right. You know, well, the problem is he's, he's not going through a rebuild, but he's going through a retooling, almost think- like a rebranding. Yeah, I think because he's 72, I don't think they want to go, you know. No, I I get it. You don't want to give the guy a five-year deal or something. And you got to remember, he might not want more than a year. He might be like, listen, let me take it one year at a time. That's true. If I, you know, because he's at that age where it's like, I don't have to do this, you know. (laughs) So, but he did a pretty, I thought he did a pretty amazing job last year because they were getting, you know, booed, obviously, everywhere they go. They were getting... The questions every week about. I mean, look you know, at what he dealt with with his pitching staff. That too, in yeah. The World Series, mm-hmm. like some of the guys he threw out there. Yeah. Um, it's, it wasn't exactly a shutdown staff. No, not at all. No, not with McCullers out, Verlander out, Granky on his last legs. And Verlander was out most of the year. Was it all the whole season? The whole season, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 He had the Tommy John. So he was out all season. And to go in with McClure's and Grinky as your one and two starter, you know, that's not the most like, ooh. Right. But he still got them to the World Series. So, I mean, what do we expect? I mean, it's it's tough to, and we'll get into predictions. Yeah. Much further on, many episodes from now, because it's almost impossible to try to predict now what teams are going to do, but what are the expectations for Baker playoffs? I would think so. I mean, other bit, than, right? yeah, I, I would think playoffs for sure, because I mean, other than Correa, they're bringing back the same team, right? Yep. So you, but they can just get a dependable everyday shortstop replacement, maybe not to Correa's level, but right. Cause you're not going to equal because he was he's a great defensive player. And Say if they sign Trevor Story. Yeah. You gotta think of the playoff, it's playoff expectation. Yep. So, so I yeah, I, I absolutely. And I don't think he's more or less on a on a hot seat whatsoever because you know, one year deal, you're you're basically I think, yeah, I think you put it best. I think it's mutually yeah, you take it as it comes. And, and, and it's a team that's a veteran team. You know, you got Gurriel, who's 37. The catcher is 34, Maldonado. Altuve's yep. getting up there now. He's 31. Brandman's going to be due for some for some money, too. Yeah, so it's a team that's – it's like I think it's one more year, you know, kind of kicking down the road. And... Yeah, and say, okay, let's see where we are after this year. Let's see what we do, and then we'll make our financial decisions on – 
are we going to go for it one more year or, you know, kind of like that. So. Okay. And yeah. that brings us to another team, the AL West. And this one's a little trickier because this is, I mean, the athletics just signed Mark Kotze. So it's not the manager. This is Billy B. Hmm. Basically they list the athletics here saying that it's, the exact length of his current contract isn't known, which is very weird. So I included them. And I think he has an ownership stake with the A's, doesn't he? He owns a minor- minority share of the team. So if they wanted to make a change, it would be a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have to buy him. But he's been in the front office since 97. Yeah. I mean... I think this is fascinating just because it's it opens the conversation to to me the A's this year this this is gonna if they do if they do what people expect them to do trading Chapman and Olsen trading Manea maybe even the catcher Murphy for King's ransom yeah if they tear it down and they try to build it back up through Moneyball this will be the ultimate test of analytics and money ball and small market trying to utilize lesser resources. Mm. I mean, because what did they go? What was their what was their record last year? 86 and 76. Okay. So not bad, not horrible. They might cut the payroll by half. Oof. I mean, I, if you get rid of Olsen and Chapman, that's like 20 million right there. Manea, Murphy, some more pitching. Yeah. I mean, maybe not a half, but like a third. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not. If they cut the payroll by a third and they still get the same amount of wins. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you know, my stance, I'm not going to count out the A's. Yeah, I know. They'll, they'll figure something out. Maybe not to the extent that the Rays figured it out this year. Maybe this coming year is where the A's take a step back, but kind of reassess. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I I could see them trading, like you said, those guys replenish the farm system and basically, I don't say start over, but, you know, start this whole thing, the whole process over again, getting these young players. And then in in a year or two, they'll be ready to hit and then they'll try to make their run there and they'll pick up a couple. of Because I I think they learned from and this is a while ago but with Giambi losing him to the Yankees because didn't they lose him for nothing? Uh, yeah, the signs a free agent, yep. And then they decided to uh re up Eric Chavez, and that didn't work out as great as they thought it would. So, I think they're gonna look at that, and that kind of parallels what they're gonna do with Olsen and Chapman, definitely. And I think they can't one, I don't know if they can afford to sign both of them. I don't think so. And here's the I think I don't think they're gonna want to sign just one, so get some prospects. And I think you got to throw in the whole stadium yeah, oh yeah, that's problem. As, because if they get the stadium, let's say if that comes through in the next couple of years, then they'll become, I believe, players, you know, legit players in free agency and resigning yeah. their players. Then I think. But if they say the yes to a stadium today. Yeah, it's not going to happen you, for what, three years probably? You're looking at the mid 2020s. Yeah. So three, four years from now. At so least. I think this is going to be status quo for the next few years, what they're doing. Yeah. 
So right. we press the reset button, just get a bunch of prospects, what you can, and hopefully you can get the new stadium. And by the time these prospects are ready in a couple of years, the stadium is ready. Yeah, that's that's basically it. That's a tough I mean, sell to a fan base, though. And and unfortunately, but they've been this for the last decade, probably. Yeah. Maybe more. Yep. So... You know, and and they're not going to get rid of Billy Bean. I mean, they've, 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 like you said, since 1997. So he's going to be there for a long time until he's ready to walk away. Um, maybe he's waiting to get that new stadium built, and then he'll either stay around for a year or two to see how he can build the yep. team, and then walk away. So it'll be interesting. And like you said, the ownership stuff makes yeah. it complicated, but definitely. Now another AL team. This one. This one is completely different. The Blue Jays, Charlie Montoyo. Mm. He initially signed three-year deal with a club option for next year. And obviously they exercise that option, but they haven't negotiated anything. That was last March. So they didn't negotiate. They exercised the option before this breakout year. Right. Toronto wins 91 games and they still haven't negotiated anything after this year. Yeah. I, I yeah. I was gonna I say I mean I pers- personally I think that the Blue Jays are gonna be this year's Padres hyped up to such an extent mm-hmm. that they cannot meet expectations. And I don't think um here's my thing they're not gonna extend him until after this year. Like what you're saying with the Padres if the Padres did very well this past season, I think they would have obviously kept right. the manager and all yeah, that. No, I agree with what happened, the Blue Jays so. are doing. Yeah. Let's wait and see. Like, okay, he brought a, a young team up and they're, they're better. And okay. They're ready possibly to pop this year. If we had a couple and they've spent money already. Right. I think the second they clinch a playoff berth, you resign. Yeah. You extend them. Yeah. It, it'll be. If they don't. I don't want to hear excuses, the AL East or injuries no, or the team. This was the year. Last year was the year they learned how to win. They were in it till the last day. Yeah, they now didn't this sign, is the uh, next logical move. <laughs> they didn't sign Kevin Galsman for all that money to just be this young team that's, you know, going to play hard. You don't know. They're, yeah. They signed these guys to be and, – and they're still not done because they got to replace guys. They lost Simeon. Yep. Right. And they lost, um, they lost uh, Robbie Ray signed already. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie Ray signed um, a similar deal. I think five for one Oh five with Seattle. Oh, Seattle. That's right. But he has opt outs after a couple of years. So you got that. Um, They did bring in burial. So that's not, not a bad option now that they brought in. They They have some, they have interesting with Manoa, Mm -hmm. Ryu, Gossman. They have an interesting pitching staff, but they're going to miss Marcus Simi. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's a lot of production that they're just... That's a lot of quiet there. production. The guy just goes out and just gives you a, a great at-bat. Are they expecting someone to come up from the minors, or you think they're going to sign somebody? They had a... Ooh, I'm trying to remember their top prospect. Um, I know they traded away one of their top prospects for Barrios or two. 
but one of them was a position player that could play the infield. Yeah, they have the shortstop still. Um, oh, man, I can't think of his name. I know they because got a guy. This that, guy that they traded to Minnesota, I think, was Austin Martin. Right. Was like a fifth overall pick. So I know they, they gave got up, a, They gave up some pretty big capital for Barrios. They have a guy in AAA right now, Otto Lopez. He's a shortstop. Okay. Um, but there's another one. But that's a big ask. Yeah. To replace a, Simeon. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're replacing, you know just an average shortstop or an average middle infielder. Yeah. I mean, and Biggio got hurt early in the season and he didn't play. Biggio much. hasn't lived up to. Yeah. Well, the he's young kind guy. of flown under the radar because I mean, everything goes through Guerrero and uh, Bichette. Right. So Biggio's kind of gotten a pass, but he hasn't, he hasn't performed as well as I thought he would. Yeah, no, he only hit 224 last year. Yeah. Seven homers, 27 ribbies. So he was, you know, definitely I think not. They tried to force him into third base because they didn't have any other position available right. in the infield. So that might have carried over to his offensive game. But. And just think Simeon hit 45 homers, 102 ribbies, 15 stolen bases, 265 average, and he was a gold glove. Yeah. That's what you got to replace. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. You can replace the average. You can replace the stolen bases. You can figure out a way for that. But the power and the elite defense. Yeah. That's I don't think you get that all back in one player. Yeah. That's going to be You're the. You're going to have to plug a couple of holes and figure it out. But yeah. Montoya, this is another different type of example, but it's another example of this is his show me here. Um, and then we got the Brewers. The Brewers are on this list because um, David Stearns, the GM, he was the Mets were focused on him. That he was the president, um, excuse me, the president of baseball operations from the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Mets wanted to get him. Right. I remember. Now that um, the Mets got their GM, Stearns is still with the Brewers. They say that he may have a vesting option, but it's not it's not quite known. So he's on the list. This Go might ahead. be his last guaranteed year. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know the difference between president of baseball operations and GM. Right. No. <laughs> all those CEO, vice president, assistant to the, all that. But it's an interesting one because it, Milwaukee presents a challenge because the size of their market. They have a, I think they have their manager in place in council. Yeah. They have some, I wouldn't say superstars, but what's his name? Yelich is a good piece to build around, even though he kind of came back down to earth. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. That was, that was a big come down to earth too. I mean, yeah. He went from like an MVP to a, maybe a below average player, right? Last yeah. year, 48, nine home is 51. Maybe, maybe if he falls somewhere in the middle, but they're, they're a team that's built on analytics and pitcher. Right. They traded for Renfro with the Red Sox. Um, so they get some power there. I think they signed um, 
they signed another outfielder DH type. Yes. Um, was it Avisal Garcia? Uh, you might be right. But I'm trying to. Well, he was there last year, wasn't he? Or no? Yeah, they 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 signed or re-signed somebody to like a pretty pretty small deal, but it was it might pay dividends combined with Renfro's addition. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But their team is built around pitching. It's just going to be interesting to see with the Cubs rebuilding in that division. Pirates being the Pirates. And the Reds being around 500. And here's a question, too, with, with the Brewers. And then the Cardinals. Are you going to get under three ERAs from Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta again? And <laughs> is, when is Josh Hader's arm going to fall off? I mean, right. they pitch him like crazy. The use, the high leverage usage of some of these guys, which is weird because they're they're really invested in analytics. Yeah. And you would think that the rest and not going through the order a third time is important. But I guess not every inning is not every out is created equal. So I guess there's a way you can work the innings, but to your point with the three ERAs, I don't think you can I don't think that's not fair to say all three guys again are going to do what they've done yeah. last year. And someone's going to either get injured or regress. Right. So I don't, and again, it's tough to look at these managers, these GMs without knowing their full roster yet. Yeah. That's what I mean. The offseason is not over yet. I, I, still I, think- I think that the Brewers are going to do a couple of smaller peripheral moves, you know, like a back end starter, offensive, or like a show me contract, a one year for a guy like a Syndergaard, somebody yeah. like that, but less money, and especially offensively too, because that's where they were. That was definitely their. Yeah, work. what's his name was really good for them. Surprisingly, uh, Willie Adonis. Yeah, when when he they was made like the a trade. de facto captain almost, he came over from Tampa and just, and he wasn't hitting well with Tampa either. Yeah. He started off bad with Tampa this year. And- well, they said that um, apparently he couldn't see the ball well in in Tampa's bandbox of a stadium. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> he was wearing like he was wearing like goggles during the games up at bat, and then on the road he wasn't. Right. So that could do, but I mean, he was a he was a jolt for that for the Brewers. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't think their off season is done yet, and like you said, their manager. I don't think I think Council's done a great job, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, no. but I, I think this is also a big year for the Brewers, right? Because they showed last year that they're a playoff team. Now you got to yep. take that next step. You know, now you got to take that next step. Where yeah, not every you can't waste these years where teams are in your division, teams like the Cubs and Pirates are right. rebuilding and doing what they do. You can't right. just take those for granted that half your division's out of it. And maybe they should think about, you know what, raising their payroll. Right now it's only a hundred million. You know, that's, that's kind of low, right? When you think about it. So for a playoff yeah, team. It's a nice ballpark. Still mid market. 
I mean, right. I don't know what their television deal is, but I'm assuming they they have a pretty lucrative one. Yeah, it's time to maybe not, you know, go nuts with it, but bump it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, add a player here and there, especially offensively. You that- add a pitcher and you add a bat, that's another at least 20 million right there. You know, 10 how about, each. How about um, Castellanos? That would be significant. <laughs> that would be Castellanos wants eight years, but of course, he's not going to get eight years. Right. So, say he gets six for what do you think it would cost? Oof. It's I mean, he's be- a negative defensive player, stats wise. Right. But you're not paying. For- I, and you know what? And just looking at their roster, I don't think you. You know what? He probably doesn't fit in the outfield. Because, I don't think so. I think he fits more with the hometown Marlins. Yeah, I like that. But I think they could go because yeah, they have Yelich, they have Renfro, they have. Um, I think it's Avisal Garcia that they sign or resign. They're they're not set in the outfield, but they have enough corner outfielders. Where's a free? You know what's a good spot for them to improve is first base. Yeah, they had, they had that guy Rowdy Telez, I think. Yeah, Vogelback. They had a couple of uh, interesting players at first, but nothing where it's nothing that screams nothing you know, impressive. A multi-year deal. What about trading for Luke Boyd? That's not a bad thing, you know, to add to that mix of the the two guys that are there. He's almost the same time. I mean, if you don't want to break the bank. No, but you know what? You're not going to get you're not going to get the power upside of Luke Boyd for any cheaper than what four or five million next year. Yeah, is arbitration. And, and I think Volgobosh and Tellers are, are both lefties. So to add yeah. a righty, maybe you could do a righty lefty platoon at first. Yeah, Council would love to do something like that. And it, and that's a cheap option <laughs> too. That's and here's the other thing: if you want, maybe you could trade back to the Yankees one of those guys because they could use a left-handed bat off the off the um, off the bench. Yeah, and they do have a Brewers. I'm I'm imagining have a surplus of pitchers because all their top pitchers in their minor leagues are all stuck behind good major league arms. Right. So yeah, they have a lot of guys at AAA that are kind of ready to go, and yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. And then sticking in the NL Central, we're moving on to the Cubs and David Ross. This is his last guaranteed year. They technically have a club option for 2023, but it's your last guaranteed year, so he's a lame duck. Um, he's another manager that I would say is an above-average manager. I like him, but first place finish during the pandemic year in 2020. Mm-hmm. 91 losses last year, but they went to a complete rebuild. So I give him last year. You know, that's that's a tough way to start a career yeah. as a manager. It's weird, though, with the Cubs. Where do we think the Cubs are? Because Strowman, they signed Strowman and Wade Miley. Right. So they're not a total rebuild where they're, you know, so I think they're still in it. And didn't they try to sign Correa or was it Story? Um, I think Story they were linked to. One of them they offered. I know Correa got turned down. Correa turned down the Tigers. Right. A big deal. The Tigers threw like half of that at Baez. Mm. So, I, yeah, I don't and think Ross, Ross is done. 
<laughs> Ross, I don't think Ross is the problem with the Cubs. I think, no, no, no. They could, yeah. I think no, it's, they have to it, rebuild this team, you know? And yeah, they, they just have to turn that young talent into grooming everyday major league capable players. I mean, they could still they could still bring back Chris Bryant, and that would not shock me if they did. I wouldn't shock me, but I don't see them bringing it back. But I think they got a. I I think it's a team that they're not that far away. If you add a couple of pieces, you know, you're not that far from being a a pretty de- you know like a decent team, especially in that division, where you know, like you said, the Pirates are rebuilding, so. The Reds are, you know, they're they're good too. They could win that division, um, and the Cardinals are always the Cardinals. We know that they're always a solid team. Um, so I think if you add a couple of pieces to that, they're not bad because you got those young players that I think kind of stepped up last year. You know, between Wisdom um, at third, he's not a bad player. I think he had a pretty good season. Yeah, he had 28 home runs. He came on like gangbusters to start. Right. And he's not that young either. I mean, he's 29. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> and, but they got uh, some decent pieces, I think from right. the Kimbrel trade. And you still got Contreras there at catcher, which I yep. think they were trying to move. They were thinking of moving him too. Ian Happ is there. Um, and the pitching, like you said, you got, you still got Kyle Hendricks there along with Miley and Stroman. Yeah, so it's not that – they're not that bad. So – but is – are they going to expect Ross to, like, turn this team into a playoff team, or are they okay with that? I think I think behind the scenes, the logical expectation is let's just get the 80 wins this year. Right, be a 500 team, and then maybe next year we'll see where we're at. And Because go. they were first in 2020, but that was a weird year. They went 71 and 91 this year, this past year. To say you increase the wins by five or 10, you get to 500. And then the next year, you do another five or 10, and you're in the playoffs. It's easy to say, but we'll see if he can do it. But And here's a crazy I would say anything less than what they did last year, he's fired. He's they still have this year and next year of Jason Hayward making $22 million. He's still making money. Still yeah. cash and checks. So there you go. That's uh that's kind of a, a you know an anchor that you that that's you can't wait to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was not a good trade as signing, even when it first happened. So um, and it's just gotten not so good as we've gone down the road here. So um then the next team up is the same situation, maybe even worse, the diamondbacks. Oh my Victoria god, Lavolo. I can't pronounce his last name, but yeah, um, he has he signed an extension in September for some reason. They signed him <laughs> that covers this year, and they give him a club option for twenty twenty three. It kind of makes sense because you know you're not going anywhere with this team. I mean, yeah, who's taking that job? If he yeah, that's what I mean. Extension. If he's willing to stay there, then hey, all right, let's give him an extension if he wants to stay. But good luck staying there because, like you said, I mean, what, what do you got to work with here? I mean, there's nothing. Um, I'm not even going to pretend to know <laughs> the inner workings of the Diamondbacks' thoughts based on, like, what they're putting out there or what they did put out there last year. 
I mean, I guess you hope Bumgarner reinvents himself. I don't know why he isn't traded yet. You know why? Because he's got three Money. He has three years left on his contract. Yeah. And how good is he at 32? You know? Yeah, he seems better days. I can't believe he's only 32. Right. He's not I, making I don't know what to say about that much. He's not I making a lot. Yeah. He's not making a lot of money though. He's not making great, but he's 23, 23 and Yeah, that's that's a lot of money for uh I mean, do the Diamondbacks guys. have that? That young stud or a guy in the middle of his career could tell Marte, but he's never healthy. Right. I mean, yeah, we'll move on from the backs. Yeah, they're just a total, total train wreck. And I, I mean, and they don't even have, they have a couple of pieces that you want to trade that you could trade away, but for yeah, the but you can get part, fringe prospects for some of these guys. Yeah. Because if you don't eat most of, Bumgarner's contract, no one's going to give you anything worth anything. Right. Carson Kelly, maybe? That's it. I knew I was forgetting one catcher. Yep. That's about it, though. But he kind of tailed off at the end of the year. Yeah. He started off this last year with a great average, and then he kind of had injuries. But yeah, sticking in the NL West... But thankfully, moving on from the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Believe it or not, Sorry, Arizona Roberts <laughs> with the Dodgers this year is his last year under contract. Hmm. He doesn't have any team options. I'm not saying that they're going to get rid of him, obviously. No, but I, I think he's on the hot seat. You know, when you're on the Dodgers, you're you're expected to win. I mean, look at all the money they have, right, on their, on their payroll. They're not expected to just make the playoffs. They're expected to get to the world. This is the Yankees of a few years ago. They're they're thinking like we're we're putting all we're going all in. We're going to be World Series contenders, right? Anything short yeah. of that is definitely definitely not what we're expecting. So, um, I think he's definitely on the hot seat for sure. And they, they have a lot of lot of guys that are in the free agency mix right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have obviously they're building around Betts and Gavin Lux, but they're they're gonna lose Jansen. They're gonna lose Joe Kelly. They're gonna lose Knable. So there goes your seventh through ninth inning. Um, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting a couple of position players. Corey Seager, you already lost. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. That's a big one too. I mean, they yeah. have Trey Turner to replace they have Trey him. Turner, and Trey Turner's up for free agency after this year. Hmm. They have to sign him. I would think yeah. that's the guy you got to resign. Um, and yeah. Bauer, what are you going to do with him? I mean, he's making over thirty million a year, and we still don't know if he's going to play. Right? I don't that. think he plays again. But that's incredible. I don't know what they would do with that money. Um, well, the one good thing they got price coming off. They obviously have to replace Scherzer and all the prospects they gave up for Scherzer. Right. I mean, they gave up a top catcher, and I would say the ceiling of a number two starter, a mid rotation starter that they gave up as a prospect to the Nationals. Yeah. So. 
here's my here's my, uh, here's a question: Are they going one more year with this team and maybe adding a couple of team a couple of guys and saying let's make one run? I think they're gonna. Yeah, I think they're gonna look at this team and say, look, if we can if we can just get back to where we were last year in the playoffs, things are going to change. You know, it's going to be a better outcome. So I think they, they tinker on the edges, but they're going to, this is, this is literally Dave Roberts' show me. Right. I think if he doesn't get to, I would say at least the NLCS, he's gone. Right. Like if they lose in the DS with a wild card or don't make the playoffs, I think he. I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Even with a record of five forty-two and three twenty-nine. And here's the other thing: after this year, the free agents that the guys that are coming off the books, Trevor. Oh, Brown, and they lose Kershaw too. Right. That's Kershaw, Seager, Jansen. That's a pretty big three right there. Starter, a closer, and you're starting shortstop. But here, add in next year's, who are they going to lose after next year? Is Bauer, 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 Price, Turner, A.J. Pollock, Blake Trinan, Max Muncie. He's a free agent. That's a guy you got to resign too. Um, Yeah, so I think this year is... The catcher, Austin Barnes, but he's getting up there in age. This year is crucial for Dave Roberts. It's going to be interesting to see... Because Dave Roberts, if he gets fired, he'll have five jobs. Yep, available available to him. But I think it's going to come down to what else they do this off season to replace who we're talking about. You know, Scherzer and Kershaw off that team. Who are you giving the ball to in the postseason? Wow. <laughs> I mean, obviously a Walker Bueller, but right, Bueller's yeah. your ace now. Yeah, Bueller's your ace, and then you got um, oh, Urias. He won twenty games, right? Yep. He's probably your two. You got Dustin May. Yeah, no, they look. I'm not going to feel bad for the Dodgers. No, you can't. It, there's a little. There's some heavy lifting to do this year. Yeah, no, they they still got a lot of work no to do this off season, and this off season, like we say, for a lot of teams, it ain't over yet. So uh, nope. No, I think they need – I keep on saying reliable innings either. Not the best pitcher, but not – Right. Basement, just a, like a solid number four. Guy that's going to give you 150 innings. Yep, certainly something. <laughs> and, then, um, and then on the total flip side, going through the most expensive to the Guardians. And this is a tough one because the team owner, Paul Dolan, who is – I looked it up. I think he's the brother of Jim Dolan. Yep. <laughs> so he might, there might be uh, new ownership. Yeah, uh, he's telling me something about that. Yeah. But like Terry power. Francona isn't under contract beyond this year. Mm. And it's basically, it's up to Francona and his health because he's been limited in both the past two years. Dolan has said that, quote, I feel like we're now in a situation where he's going to be here until he decides not to manage. Okay. So there you go. So maybe they're doing the uh, one year at a time. They're thing. doing the Dusty Baker one year shuffle. And you know what? This is a team, right? The payroll is super low. It's I think it's the lowest in baseball. Yeah, it is. 
but they got pretty good pieces that if you add to it, this is a team that you could that could definitely win that division. How are they scoring runs though? Right, that's what I mean. If, if their pitching is is very good. I mean, they, they have they obviously have Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill Reyes. Right. But that's about it on the other Other than that, their outfield, if you want to, I don't consider Fran Mill Reyes an outfielder. I consider him first base DH. Yeah. They played him in the outfield a little bit. But if you take him out of the outfield, I think their outfield OPS was under 700. Outfield OPS. The average OPS this year was, I think, 750. So a replacement level player was 750. This is a team, I'll, I'll be honest, this is a team, if they raise their payroll to closer to $100 million, this is a team that could win that division. I mean, they're with their... With yeah, their I'm completely the opposite. I, I, don't, I don't like the Guardians at all. I think this is... I think this is ripe for total, total teardown. Well, there's and not much to tear be, down. Be honest, well... <laughs> Right, Jose Ramirez, Fran Mel Reyes. I'd have to look at the rest of their roster. There's nothing like I mean, there's nothing there out of the out of those guys you mentioned. Outside of Ramirez, Reyes, I mean, you got there's really not much there. So, but the whole thing is, if they add to this team because they're pitching, look at their rotation: Quantrill, Playsack, um. Savale, he had a really Savale, good yeah. Savale. McKenzie um, is young. McKenzie he, Gore is going to be a good one. He hasn't pitched well yet. Or he's been up and down, I should say. Yeah. The and they have a really good closer. Lasse. Yeah. He's a very good closer. So I see. I don't I don't think the Guardians are there. I don't I really I I I understand your point with that division. Yeah. It's up in the air. But I like the White Sox ability to score runs. I even like what the Tigers are doing a little, a little more than the Guardians. Yeah, no, I, I, feel, I do. I like the Tigers a lot, too. Frankly, I feel bad for Terry Francona. This is not an ideal way to go out. I mean, no, definitely not. Health stuff aside, you know, you're in Cleveland with a half-filled ballpark for some reason, with ownership that's not sure if they want to spend money, if they want to be owners. Um. If I'm Francona, I just I just retire. I focus yeah. on my health and just get a cushy analyst job somewhere. <laughs> and, and seriously, I would I would say, look, I'm I'm too old for this. You know, I don't want to go out with a because I could see Terry Francona doing a great job this year, grinding out what 75 wins and just not being appreciated. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, he's that. gonna he's gonna double. If they go into the year right now with their payroll and they win, if they go 500, they go 81 and 81. That's like two wins for every million dollars spent on the team. Like no matter what he does, it's still not going to be. I don't think it's going to be nearly enough. I think he's just in one of these situations where it's. They're not spending enough to they're not giving him enough resources to maximize his capability as a manager. So, Yeah, he might be just coaching out the contract, just kind of saying, all right, 
I'll finish yeah, up. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. mailing it in. No, no. Like, but maybe just doing the right thing and like I'll finish yeah, I mean, the contract. What's, so. what's the ceiling with this team? All the pitchers pitch immaculately. Everyone stays healthy. Reyes and Ramirez hit. Oh, 500 at best, but. Yeah, I mean, the low 80 wins. And still, that's people are just going to look at it on the peripheral. Their payroll is 29, $29 million. Their payroll is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. As a team. It's a joke. If it they trade Reyes and Ramirez down into low 20s. How does this is why there needs to be a floor in the salary yeah. thing? I mean, it's just this is just embarrassing for for baseball. And then we'll stay on the cheap teams with the next two coming up, the Marlins. They've gotten better in recent years, but Mattingly's 2022 option was picked up over the summer. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this is going to be a seventh year managing the Marlins. Wow. I, I don't. Yeah, you can take this one for now. Yeah, I, I, I think you, we mentioned it a little bit earlier where they might be in on Castellanos. I could see them adding a couple of bats because their pitching is their young pitching is is there. So they definitely have the pitching to possibly take that next step in the, in the division. Now it's a matter of a getting a player to come there. So that means they're probably going to have to maybe overpay a little bit. Um, but um, if they add a of- seems like the right fit because he's yeah. from that area. So you might not have to overpay too much. Right. And they need, they have a need obviously in that lineup. That's, that's the spot where they need, Something. Yes. Um, they have. Uh, they signed Garcia. We were talking about. This was Avisel Garcia. Okay. Um, he signed there. But, but uh, that's your big signing. Yeah, I mean, they got to do more than that. They have yeah. to. They just have to. They can't go in with the lineup they have now. And they did trade for Stallings, the catcher. I think that that to me points that they know their pitching is is good, but it's very young. So they need a veteran catcher to come in to help the pitching staff. So I think they're, they're on the right track that way. It's just a matter of adding to this lineup because, you know, when you look at the lineup, it's not scaring anybody. You know what no. I mean? Uh, Brian Anderson at third. Brian Anderson is okay. They added Joey Wendell too from Tampa. Not that I that. like the Joey Wendell move. I yeah. like Jesus Aguilar doesn't get enough credit for, just come to play every day, just putting in good at bats. I like Chisholm at second. Chisholm, Wendell, Aguilar, their infield is serviceable. They need some thump in their outfield. They need the young. There's two young outfielders that they brought up that just did not pan out so far. Forget their names. And you know what? The other one that that was a big one. That's his not, name? Um, another player that didn't pan out was the. Um, the outfield that they got in the uh, the Christian Yelich deal. Um, hmm. What was the center fielder? Yeah, that Lewis Brinson. Brinson, that's him. He did that's not. Yep. Yeah, he's a guy that just did not work out at all. Yeah, there. Were, I I can't remember the other guy's name. There were two outfielders, super athletic, raw, really toolsy, like five tool type of players. 
Yeah. Brinson was one of them. So far, they haven't panned out. I think he's a free agent now, too, Brinson. Okay. So he basically played out the string and just didn't. So what do we think the expectations are? What's Mattingly just kind of – if I think we'll if know around 500 and bring them back. Yeah. I, I think we'll know a little bit more by the end of the off season to see who else right. they add. If they add, listen, if they add a big piece like Castellanos, then I think the expectations are a little bit higher than 500. Then it's like, okay, you better be in the wild card discussion by the end of the year. You know, uh, you better be playing significant games in September or maybe it's time. for yeah. Right. Fair enough. This is a difficult one here. Uh, the Orioles Oof. manager Brandon Hyde. This will be his fourth year with the team. That's a good trivia question, right there. Who's the manager yeah. of the Orioles? There you go. He signed <laughs> an extension last year that covers this year. Um, look, I, actually, it's not that difficult for me. Yeah, I think he. I think he rides out this last year. And then you bring in somebody to kind of bring them through the next phase of the rebuilding. I think you bring in a manager that I, I hate to say it though. Brandon Hyde has done well with what he's had, but yeah, he's not the guy point. that's gonna turn the corner. He's no. not gonna Yeah, he could definitely he's not, gonna, he's not gonna make you into a playoff team. Yeah. He's good for one more year, like you said, maybe. When it's time for that team, he's he's doing step. the grunt work, and someone else is gonna hopefully, if you're an Oriole fan, build off of that. Take the young prospects like Rushman, um, a couple of the pitchers. I think Rodriguez, yeah, uh, and then there's some of their top picks, and hopefully see that out to fruition and right. have it materialize on the field. But they're gonna have to. You're gonna have to this off season. This offseason for the next month, and then after next year, if they fire Hyde, Orioles management is going to have to show that they're willing to spend to bring in a manager that they need, that I think they need, like a winning manager. And they're going to want to go to Baltimore. Yeah, there's there's still a couple years away, though, right? When when you're looking at them, I mean, right now, they've by all accounts, Adley Rushman is right. a stud catcher. I've seen comparisons between Joe Maurer and, at the very least, Matt Weavers. Right. So if your floor is a five- to ten-year starter and your ceiling is borderline Hall of Famer, that's, yeah, that's a good pretty... place to start. Their, their top pitching prospect was in double-A, and he was thrown to like a one-point-something ERA. Uh, but yeah, to your point, there. I mean, they have Mullins. They have the lineup is good. I, I think the lineup is good. They have John Means if he can stay healthy. They just they're going to need to the rest of this offseason and next offseason overpay for some arms. Yeah, they're going to have to. I think this coming offseason they're going to have to do what maybe what Texas did mm-hmm. and see. I think Texas is one year ahead of Baltimore in yeah. that they're, they're outlaying money this year. So let's see what Texas, I know it's different teams, different circumstances, but 
I think Baltimore might want to see what Texas does this year, see if they jump in the standings. And then you can kind of go to your ownership and say, look, Texas did it. Let's let's the problem is though pay for a couple of players. Yeah. The problem is though, look at the division you're in compared to where the Texas yeah. no right? look, I mean, it's that's tough. The, yeah, but you the gotta, Orioles have in their defense, they have built up their farm system. Um, I know that they've put a lot of money either the Dominican or Puerto Rico into their international facilities. Um, it's just going to take time to see it. I mean, think about it. They're starting rotation four out of four out I mean, of. They have Matt Harvey pitching. You have Harvey, Gosh. Harvey Lopez, Aiken, and Kramer all pitching to an over six ERA. Kramer was an over seven ERA in thirteen starts. Yeah, if you if <laughs> and Zimmerman in thirteen starts had an over five ERA. I mean, if you're asking your team right off the bat, your offense, you score a touchdown. And just their bullpen, to be competitive. Yeah, right. And their bullpen was not better. I mean, their bullpen was so bad, too. So, uh, look, it's means, and then you bullpen. hope some of your prospects hit with pitching. Right. And then you're going to have to supplement it. And like I said, you're going to have to overpay for somebody. Yeah. Or get these guys on one year show me prove it deals, and hopefully they pan out. Yep. Because if a guy like Harvey panned out, he would have been worth it. Unfortunately, he didn't have anything left in the tank. It's true. And completely opposite, but the guy you know well, the Phillies, Joe Girardi, mm-hmm. his initial three-year contract, this is the last year, they do hold, this is another one that they hold the club option for 2023. I think he is on one of the hottest seats out there, given the market, um, given the fact that he's won a World Series before and they've underperformed. They spent. How many winning seasons do you think they've had in the past decade, the Phillies? Past decade? Since Uh, 2011. I'm going to say two. One. Wow. And that was 82 and 80 last year. First winning season since 2011. Yeah, I would say their expectations are pretty high going into this year. I mean, their payroll's up there. I actually like this comp. They, in this article, it says that there are a lot of parallels to Joe Madden's situation. Mm-hmm. Both veteran managers win now, big market teams. I mean, yeah, I agree. 82 wins is not going to get it done. And granted, he, Girardi did do about as well as you can with that bullpen. Yeah, that bullpen was pretty bad last year. I mean, Ian Kennedy is your high leverage. Yeah. Definitely. They did sign Knubel, right? Yep. That was their big addition in the bullpen. And um, they got I it. what happened to DD? I think he's just – he's gotten older. I mean, he's 32 now. He was already yeah. – he tailed off. Once they signed him, he's just tailed yeah, he off. Big time. Yeah. I, I just think it's the age. The age just caught up to him. And, you know, some guys age gracefully and 
He just fell off a cliff. Do you think maybe move him to a less demanding defensive position so he can focus on offense? Yeah, that might I'm not saying that it's easy to play second base in the major league. Right. But But his offense is really taking a toll. That's that's the bigger thing. His defense was was never the greatest, even with the Yankees, even though Yankee fans – well, and I love Didi. You know, he's he's a great player on your on your team, but defensively, he was never great. He was good, um, but um, yeah, he's just taken. He's done nothing since since that big twenty eighteen season. He's really not done much. No. So, um, I feel like the Phillies are a team without an identity. Yeah, I mean, you I got Bryce. You got Bryce Harper. So. You got Harper. You got. Um, I mean, you got Reese Hopkins. Reese Hopkins. Who's their top pitcher? Why am I forgetting his name? Wheeler. Yeah. You got Wheeler and Harper. But I mean, what's their? I'm looking for an identity with this team. Like clutch, big hits. Are they a speed type of team? Like a hit and run? Are they just going to mash you and just out home you? Outpitch you, you know what I mean? And yeah, it just seems like they do everything okay, right? Nothing great. And they're an older team now too, right? When you add yes. in Hutchin, um, their third base. No, not I'm not him. I'm their sorry. second baseman is is getting up there. Um, yeah, he's thirty one. Segura. Yep. Um, he's still pretty productive though. He's pretty solid. But you got Real Muto. Um, yeah, they they. Yeah, he, I mean, I hate to say it again with a different team, but same story. It's like Real Muto yeah. and Harper. You cannot waste these guys' prime years. No. Putting and, out. And they are. And a, Zach the Wheeler. The that they were putting out. Yeah. And Zach Wheeler, are you, are you going to expect him to have a season like he did last year again? He almost won the Cy Young. He yeah. pitched 32, 32 games. You know, he pitched in 32 games, right? 32 starts. And that's the most he's ever pitched in seven years. Yep. So can he stay healthy? Can he, you know, have, you know, 213 innings? That was the most he's pitched by far in his career. And he's 31. So it's going to be 32. You're asking a lot. Um, The rest of that rotation, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is a guy that I always thought, and this is going to be, this puts a little too much pressure on him. So if you're listening, Aaron Nola, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I always thought that Aaron Nola was going to be like a Kurt Schilling. Like yeah. just a gritty, might not have the overpowering 99-mile-an-hour, but just a gritty gamer type, knows how to pitch. He was really good in college, LSU, huge program. Came in, drafted high, very high. Had a couple of workhorse-like years. And this year, I think he's... He tied Tom Seaver's record for most consecutive strikeouts in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's got the ability, and his numbers it, aren't horrible. It's just, and he's a work, and he guy doesn't miss a start. That's what I mean. I <laughs> you just you put him in him and Wheeler. That's not a bad one too. It's just but he definitely give him the ball to in the eighth and ninth inning. His his career ERA is at three point six, and he pitched yeah. to a four point six last year. So something. Something went wrong last year with him. Right. So they got to, if they figure him out, that's a good number two, right? A really good number yep. two behind Wheeler if they could figure it out. 
but then the rest is, you know, kind of up for grabs. Yeah, they screamed to me they need a lefty in the middle of that rotation. Yeah. Dependable to counterbalance those two at the top. I mean, you got Kyle Gibson last year, right? He was brought in one in the trade. Nothing. Yeah, I thought they all paid for him. Yeah, he's a middle. You're not a big Kyle Gibson fan either, but. Yeah, no, he's a three or a quarter year. He is what he is, but yeah. Anything on the on the horizon with that team? Like young pitcher coming up? I I know that um what's his name? Harper came out with a couple of interesting quotes. Uh I think maybe two months ago, right after the season ended, saying that we've got to strike a balance. I think he said we've got to strike a balance between um, signing these top free agents and also building from within. Right. And we've got to hit on our prospects more. So I don't know if that was a dig at any of their prospects or mm, it could be. just stating the obvious. Remember, but, they got the seventh highest payroll. Yeah, to your point, I'm not sure that they have any great prospects. I know that Dombrowski is known for dealing prospects are winning now like he did in Boston, like he did in Detroit, like he did in Miami. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dombrowski just empties what talent they have in the minors for, yeah. for a one-year win. But I don't see them winning. Right, because I think there's too many pieces away pitching-wise yep. to really do something. Their lineup Speaking of Speaking of too many pieces away, and this one is listed. It's another one that the terms weren't released, but the Pirates, Derek Shelton. Oof. It's a pretty standard for a first-time manager to get a three-year deal, and he was signed in 2019. So that means this would be his last guaranteed year. It is what it is. He's not under any pressure. No. There's no expectations here. I just I think he's a year behind what the Orioles are doing. Right. Yeah, they're still they they have like the Orioles have a couple pieces. The Pirates have a couple pieces. Reynolds and uh the third baseman. But here's the the Hayes. Here's the question though with them. Do you want to hold on to them? I don't. Yeah, because you're still good, but you're still at least three years away. I think if you take two very good major leaguers, you could turn them into six minor leaguers. And out of those six, even if half of them hit, it's three. So you went from two to three. Yeah. I, I, my I, book, that's better. <laughs> yeah. They're saying they don't want to trade them, but I think if they get, they have to be thinking that they have to move on from Brian Reynolds. I mean, he's, he's, and think about it, he's not that young. He's 27. He's what, 27? Okay. Yeah. So he's not that young, but he's really good. I mean, you still got control for another three years with him, but with three years of control, you can get two arms and a position player. Yeah. The guy I would hold on to, I think, is uh Hayes, the third baseman. Yeah. Right. You can build around him. You can make him your this generation's Jason Kendall. Right. He's the guy you're gonna build around, I think. Yeah. One of the guys. (laughs) But yeah, I I would if I'm gonna trade one of them. It would be Reynolds, and like you said, you bring back 
three, four big time. What do you think the Yankees are offer for Brian Reynolds? I, I we'll heard the Yankees in a couple of teams, but yeah, I've I've heard Dominguez is off limits, but I think that's the guy you got to think that's about. Nuts. Yeah, that's I. You know what? I'd rather I'd rather instead of getting the the cherry on top, I'd rather pick from the depth of the organization and get a couple more pieces. You would probably you know I mean? start with Volpe. For uh, sure. Volpe, Schmidt, and Eel. Uh, at the very least. I'd rather have those three than just Dominguez and a fringe. Right. You know what I mean? I'd rather I'd rather have more. Look, all these guys are hit or miss, obviously. You never know what's going to happen. So I'd rather maximize my opportunities. Right. Of hitting. So you can get two if you, yeah, if you get Volpe, Schmidt, Eel, and a fringe, I would do that yesterday, but both ways. Right. I just don't know if the Yankees are willing to do that yet. Yeah. But we'll see. I you know, again, <laughs> offseason's not over yet. Yankees still have to uh Yeah, I was just trying to do a baseline. Yeah. What do you think he's worth type of thing? Oh, I, yeah, to I, your I, point, I would build around Hayes and try to trade Reynolds. I would say at the very least, just and they got some good pieces for what's his name with San Diego. Oh, oh, right for Frazier. Yeah, I think Reynolds so, is worth at least three or four top ten teams prospects. Yeah, yeah, at least three, give, maybe four. Give give three, and then a, a a lower prospect. Right, a ten to fifteen guy. But he's yeah. worth that much right now because you got, I think, three years of control. Yeah, if 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 somebody dangles the, it's just about the right combination. If somebody dangles four top fifteen prospects in front of you. You gotta gotta at least listen. You got four years of control to his from age twenty seven to age thirty season. Yeah, this is this is his prime. Trade him now. So you're getting a yeah, and you're getting a big time player in his prime, under control. Pretty on the cheap as well. He's only making four and a half million dollars this year. So, if you're if you're a center fielder away from making a run, that's the guy you make the you you give up your prospects. Like yeah. like you just said about the Phillies. I don't know if they're a center fielder. Look away. what a guy who's a couple of years older, Starling Marte. Look what that cost in the free agency. Mm-hmm. And he's what six years older. Yeah, has to prime. More or less. And he doesn't play multiple positions like Reynolds could. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to skip the Rangers because this is a list that is speculative and it's just the president of baseball operations. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, plus with the Rangers, you know. We've kind of spoken about them as we were talking yeah, about. They're them. rebuilding. They're, look, they're president of baseball operations, John Daniels. He's been there for a couple of years, but he's going to be there for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. See that through. This one is interesting. The Rockies, Bud Black. I can't believe it's his sixth year. Wow. This is his second three-year contract. It expires at the end of the season. The new GM said that they might explore a new deal. Hmm. I think they just like him, and he probably likes being there. You know, <laughs> he's been yeah. there for six years, so obviously he does enjoy being there. But when you look at the team, uh, 
this is almost, I don't want to say like Arizona, but it's pretty close because I would say it's similar to Arizona. It's kind of in between Arizona and Pittsburgh. Right. They don't have much. You have one good pitcher, more or less, right? I like Brendan Rogers to take over for Story. He was a top draft pick. Yeah. I believe it's back. Um Blackman's up at the uh, you know, he's he's yeah, at Blackman's, the, yeah. Their pitcher though, um, Marquez. He's good. He could I know they said they're not gonna trade him. Or they don't want to trade him, but he could bring you back something decent. Other than that, yeah, it is. I don't know. I think this. I think this is Bud Black's last year. I think six years is long enough to. And they haven't done anything since he's been there. So nope. um, They have a decent like their lineup. All right, you take Story out of there, you bring the kid in, but. Their lineup is going to be, I think, good. Well, it's going to be solid enough to hit, you know, to be a middle of the league hitting, I yeah. think. Um, nothing special, but nothing horrible either. But right. the pitching is where it's a problem, obviously. You know, you got yeah, and their top <laughs> prospects, only one out of their top five last from last year's prospect rankings was no. a pitcher. Yeesh, that's not good. Their top two prospects, one's ETA is 2024, one's ETA is 2025. They're both the first-round picks from the last two years. And you know what? Looking at their pitching, considering their pitching in Colorado, and it's I compare hard. it to the Oriole pitching, they really, were, yeah. were, they really were, weren't that bad. They were all in right. the fours, ERA, so that's not horrible when you, when you think no, about where they pitch. I mean, if you expanded out to their top 10 from last year, their prospects, there's only two pitchers on the top 10 hmm. in their prospect list. But. Wow. So they, they're they at that point where, you know what, if you could get someone to take Blackman off yeah. you. I um, think Rodgers is like a poor man's version of Story, who was a poor man's version of Tulowitzki. <laughs> it's it's not only, a- I mean – yeah, he's not a bad player. He's good. I think he's he's shown flashes. He's obviously he has the he has the skills. It's just about translating that and it's show me time. I mean, I think right. he, he's a homegrown guy. You can build off of that for the time being. Build off of kind of market Blackman and Marquez as the this is our team now. But you gotta you gotta replenish the farm system. Yeah. That's why they, they got to think about trading some pieces. I know you want to stay competitive, but now's the time. Yeah. I mean, because you're not going anywhere, especially in that division with the Padres, nope. the Dodgers. So now's the time, you know, trade a couple of your veterans away, get some, like you said, replenish that farm system with pitching and start over, <laughs> you know. So and that brings us to the Royals. One, two, three. Three more teams, and then we'll go into the Yankees, I promise. <laughs> the <laughs> Royals, it, try to, yeah, the Royals, Mike Matheny hired after the 2019 season, so it's probably the final guaranteed year of his deal. I think, I think this screams you, you got to be above 500. You got to make the next step. Yeah. 
yeah, you can't be a below 500 team again. Um, Cause you're not, when you look at their lineup, it's not bad. It's okay. No. Right. But they yeah. shouldn't be a 70 win team. I mean, this is a, this is a 500 team, I think. Cause they're and young. Wait till you see Bobby Witt play. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to make Merrifield look like an okay player. I think. Right. I think Bobby Witt's the real deal, but yeah, I'm, I like Kevin Tendy, obviously. Uh, Perez, great offensive catcher. Um, what's his name at first base? It was that a crazy has- stat. Carlos Santana is has, has reached base safely the second most time since he's been in the major leagues. Hmm. Behind Mike Trout. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Here's, all right, here's a question. Like, if you're Kansas City right now, I know you're trying to get to the next level, the next, the next plateau, a 500 team. Do you, you think about Merrifield? Yeah. Yep. We're on the same page. He's Look, 32. Bobby Witt is a middle infielder. I know it's asking a lot to make a 21-year-old the face of your team, but plug him in, take Merrifield out, and just get some proven pieces. And he's 32, Merrifield. You know, how, how many more years do you think he's going to be this kind of a player? Right? I mean, he's got to start taking a little bit of a dip eventually. And I think he got one more year of control. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's not a free agent, right? He's got one more year of arbitration. So you still got him for pretty cheap. So you could get a decent amount for him, I think. You know? Yeah. You know, I would even think about trading Santana at this point. Yes. He's a free agent after this year. So a team would do, I don't want to say the Yankees, but a team could definitely. That'd be a nice pickup for you guys. Mm-hmm. And to my point with Bobby Witt, last year he split equal amount of games between double and triple A as a shortstop. 35 doubles, 33 home runs, 29 stolen bases, 290 average. And their shortstop now is Nicholas Lopez, Nicky Lopez, I think. Yeah, he's a good d- defender. Um, their shortstop that was before him was Mondesi, but he's been injured, and they're going to move him off a shortstop. And I think their infield is pretty solid. Ben Attendee is a good player in the outfield. Uh, Michael Taylor is just a stopgap, good defensive center fielder. But it's – Will these will their young pitching hit? Not right. hit. You know what I mean. Yeah. No. They exactly. land. That's, and, yeah. That's going to be the whole. You know. The I, whole thing. There's a lot of similarities between the Royals and the Tigers. Yeah. Maybe a year behind the Royals. I yeah. Think. True. But, but they could. I'm telling you, if I would not, it to me, like if Kansas City right now, like you said, you trade Merrifield, you get three good prospects at least for him. Right. You would. I, here's a good uh, good comparison. They, they probably get something for like what Frazier, what Frazier brought on for Pittsburgh. Right. I would say so. Yeah. Right around that. And then yep. you could trade Santana, maybe. Or yeah, you maybe, get uh, something back for Santana. Santana's yeah. on base machine. And he's and the he's, analytics people love. Right. His batting average is not great. 214. But like you said, he gets on base. Uh, he's still got pop, you know. But um, and, and here's the other one, Perez. I, I wouldn't trade him 
because you got to keep somebody. But they would probably get a boatload for Perez. If you trade Merrifield and him, I don't know. Right. And that makes the whole the franchise land squarely on Bobby Witt at 21. Yeah, that's true. So you need, right. You need somebody, like, I always say you need somebody, you know how they put out the billboards, like right in front of the stadium? Mm-hmm. Who's right. on your billboard? Right, that's true. You need something. You, you need Merrifield or Perez to be there. You can't just make it, I mean, no offense, you're not going to say Andrew Benintendi is our franchise. Right. So he's a good complimentary piece. Yeah. Keep Perez, but Great. just Santana. Which, whichever one you get the most for. I would think Merrifield is the one you're going to get the most for. Yeah. Because um, he's the best, yeah. better player, and you get them, and he's still got control. So, yeah. Still coming cheap. <laughs> and that brings us to two final teams. They're both in the AL Central, the Twins and the White Sox. Um, the White Sox we don't really have to speak about because it's the GM and the vice president, but they signed extensions of unspecified length, but that was four years ago. So they don't publicize management contracts with the White Sox, which is weird. Hmm. So we can just skip them and just do the twins. And then we're on to the Yankees, which will, be interesting. But the Twins, Rocco Baldelli received a four-year contract in 2018. So this is his final guaranteed year. And what's the expectations of Minnesota right now? The, according to MLB trade rumors, it says if the Twins underachieve again, Baldelli might be on the hot seat. Though he did lead Minnesota to the postseason in his first two years as skipper. I think it's more than might be. And they also I think if you have two years. good years and two bad years, yeah, you average it out. You're an average manager. Goodbye. Right. So I think you got, <laughs> but but it's like, what's their expectations when you look at this team? Because they finished in last place last year. You got rid of your ace, right? You traded away Berrios. Yes. And I I believe they have the two Man- guys that they got in Toronto for him. Right. Are now their second and fourth overall prospects. Okay, that's good. And they're both expected to arrive this year. One's okay. a pitcher, one's a shortstop slash outfielder. And they have another shortstop who was the number one overall pick like four years ago out of high school. And he's expected to be there opening day. Mm. So are the all top five of their prospects are supposed to be here. No, all top six, seven out of eight out of nine supposed to be in the major leagues this year wow so this is gonna be a different team than, than what so they're all from the age of 21 to 24 one two three four five five pitchers that are either in the major leagues at the end of this year or to do this year so it's going to be a completely different team and and that 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 that's an even more a uh, big factor here to what my question is like, what's their expectations with all of these young kids coming up? Are they expected to be a playoff team, be a 500 team? Is this a rebuilding year for them? Because they have a lot of veterans too on this team. I, I, I see some trades coming for them. I'll be honest. Yeah. 
I think Kepler's going to be on the move. Um, Kenta Maeda, if he's healthy. Right, because he got hurt uh, late last year, if I remember. Yeah, Maeda could bring you back. Something pretty good. But did he have Tommy John? I think he, I know he had. It's something. It was on tightness, which isn't a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I I I think this is a team that's kind of not kind of, but it's definitely like in flux because you got like you like you just mentioned all of these young players coming up. And you still got some veterans on this team. Um, like, well, Sano's 28, so that he could probably stick around. But I think Kepler, he's up there. He's at 28. Josh Donaldson, is he going to want to play around a bunch of young kids? Um, Nelson? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you can get varying degrees of prospects for all three of those. Mitch Garver? All four of those you could bundle up and get what five to ten prospects total back. Yeah, and there you go. And then you, but this way, there's. Um, I mean, do you want a new set of eyes as the manager to implement right those new players right onto the field? So yeah, that's the big one. So right now, there. If I don't know what's going on with Mejeda, but if he's not starting the, the year, that means Michael Pineda right. is their ace. Oof. Unless one of these young Michael Pineda. How do you feel about that? Say that again. You know, Michael Pineda. Yes. How do you, how would you feel if he was your ace? Oh, I would not feel very good at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, he's pitched pretty solid for Minnesota though. Yeah. Um, But that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he's your three or four, you're fine. Right. That I have no problem with, but as an ace. No, no. I mean, and uh, the injury issue with him too. Um, he made he made 20, 21 starts last year, okay. but um, yeah, he's not a guy that screams ace pitcher. That's for sure. No. But and that yeah. brings us to the Yankees. According mm. to this, Cashman's last deal wasn't put into place until December of twenty seventeen. And it was five years, $25 million. So that means 2018 through 2022. So this could be his last year under contract. That's it. You know what? That's interesting that they haven't extended him yet. Nope. I mean, I think that kind of shows you something. It may be quite a while before we hear whether or not Cashman is officially staying as several of his contracts have been settled either around the end of the season or sometimes well into the offseason. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting until the new CBA comes out. That could be. That's a possibility. I, I don't know which way to go with this. Cash yeah. Should he stay? Will he stay? Do you want him to stay? Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm going to speak on behalf of most Yankee fans and say that they don't want him to stay because of right. the direction that we've been in the last 12 years now. Um, since 2009, we've won absolutely nothing. You know, I don't want to hear, oh, we were, you know, we got to the ALCS and we got close. But since that run, when, what was it, 2017, when we had that run with all, with the young kids coming up, they've done nothing since then. And that should have been like, oh, we got to the ALCS. Jump off point. Right. Not, not a, a, a peak to me. That seems like it was the peak since in the last few years. And we've only kind of, 
we've either treaded water or slowly dipped. And then last year, we barely got to the playoffs, lost in the wild card game, embarrassed by Boston. Um, so, and you got all these guys that you you, you can build or uh, build around. They're ready. To, this is a veteran team that you add two or three pieces to it, and you yeah, talk about around the edges and right? You know, and you know the big question, of course. I you know we've been talking about it for so long is Judge the extension. Um, I just don't agree with a lot of the fans saying, "Oh, we missed out on this. Or we missed out on that." So far, we haven't really missed out on much. The, the, the contract, and we spoke about it, Corey Seager got from Texas. We weren't going to match with the tax. No, it's not even about matching. You had to overpay because right. of the taxes. And it's already, the contract that he got, I thought, was kind of an overpay. And then you'd have to yep. overpay that. So the Yankees weren't going, going anywhere near that. And getting into the shortstops, I don't think they're going to get into that market only because for the last couple of months, we've been pushed down our throat. Anthony Volpe is the next. Yeah, Volpe is the savior. Right. So <laughs> why are you going to sign a, a Carlos Correa to a 10-year deal if you're going to bring this kid up to be our savior? So it just doesn't make sense. They're going to make moves. So I'm not I'm not on the, oh, we missed out. We're, we're not going to do anything. We're going to, the Yankees are going to make moves. There's no way that the Yankees are going in as a, you know, oh, well, we'll ride with this guy or no. So they're going to make moves. It's an interesting note, getting back to Cashman, that he ha- that they haven't announced the extension yet. Maybe they're waiting, like like he said, and that's probably more or less what they're going to do. I don't or, like. I don't see them ready to give up on him. I don't. Yeah, I think all things point to him coming back. Yeah, it, that that to me makes the most sense. I mean, and he's got this veteran team. You know, it's not like the Yankees are in the middle of a. You know, it's not like you're going to tear it down. Yeah, they're not at that point either. Um, so I, I, I think he's in here for the next few years. Unfortunately, for us Yankee fans, are probably not happy that he's coming back because they don't like the whole all in with analytics and he's in charge and he's basically hiring you know Boone as his puppet and all that stuff. So um, I would like to see a change at some point. Um, but then again, I think it comes down to ownership too. You know, it's what Hal does, what Hal wants. I mean, the bigger question is, do you think the Yankees are in need of a philosophical reset or change? Yeah. Like they did in the early nineties with Stick Michael? I I think, yeah. Or is it just on the edges tinkering? We just need to hit on the right type of Corey Kluber one year deals and we'll be set. I, I, um, probably a little bit of both, right? Since, okay, since he's coming, right? Since he's coming back for next year, uh, for this year, I could see him. I could see the tinkering, so that makes sense. But after this, and let's say if the tinkering doesn't work again, then I yeah, I'm not saying rebuild. I'm just saying um, right a shift in organizational thinking. I I 100% agree with that because listen. We haven't won a World Series since 2009. So I don't care that we've been a winning team uh, for the last almost 30 years. I, I get that. But there comes a time where it's like, okay, you got to you gotta take that next step. You got to get to the World Series. You know, even the Dodgers, they, you know, obviously they went all in and spent ridiculous amount of money, but they got there and they won it. 
At least yep. they could say it. And they were they were close for how many years? And then they finally, you know, won the World Series. So that's great. But the Yankees haven't done that in 12 years. Since 2009, they've won. They haven't even approached the World Series. They haven't been in one. So I, I think for, you know, like all that he's done in the last 12 years, yeah, you've kept the team winning. We haven't had to rebuild while most teams have. You could Any team down the road, you could say they've had that one year that they've had to rebuild, including your team, right? The Red yeah. Sox had that one year that they had to rebuild, and then boom, yeah, right we back did in. The, we did the COVID year and got the fourth pick out of it, but lost a lot of, I would say, fair-weather fans, but lost yeah. a decent chunk of people or the perception of the team. And that, talking about fair-weather fans, if you want to bring that to the Yankees, are they afraid to lose fair-weather fans now because with the Mets spending all their money, you know, they're I going all the Mets spending money, if the Yankees traded somebody like Judge, that would take a year or two to get back. Right. But I, I, I've I, been saying it for you, yeah. you, right? I may be the only person on this planet that's saying it, but I think trading judge now is the right the right if thing. If you're going to go by the analytics and do cost benefit analysis and risk reward, and just by the numbers, he's never going to be more valuable. Right. So, but that's exactly. He's coming off his best season, more or less. But you still got six weeks until pitchers and catchers report. So, like you said, the Yankees are not just going to say this is our team. Yeah, a lot's going to change. <laughs> A lot's yeah, gonna I think you. I think you guys are gonna sign. I would say three more players to the twenty-five man roster at least. Yeah, and make a couple of trades for sure. And a couple of trades. Yeah, because there's no I way could, I could see I could see uh, signing a shortstop. Absolutely. Signing. <laughs> no, no, I signing I'm, a trade. I'm saying, I'm saying signing one to like a one-year deal. Oh, like a story, maybe. Yeah, like a story on a two-year deal or Simmons on a one-year deal. And there's a lot of there's some dead weight on the on the roster too. Like to me, like we yeah, there's there could be some trimming around the edges. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody wants to take on Boyd, somebody wants to take on Aaron Hicks. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Hicks, but Voight for sure has to go because if if he's not the first baseman and he can't be the first baseman, if he's the first baseman, Yankee fans are going to flip out. But if he, and what about the rumors that did you hear about this about Chapman maybe shortstop? Yeah, I heard that. I I think that's crazy. The only yeah. thing that makes sense to me Why is that they're going to. He's great at third. I, I the only way it makes sense to me, like I don't think it makes sense, but the only way I'm trying to make it make sense is that they're going to trade for him, put him at short for a year, until Volpe or Peraza is ready, and then they'll move him over to third. Like he's almost like a stopgap. Okay shortstop it but it doesn't make sense to me if you're going to do that why don't you just trade for him put him at third and then put geo right over to short for the year and it won't even to be honest it's not even going to be a year because and with chapman's range you can you can shift geo up the middle right so that he doesn't have to go to his right right jump step deep throw from yeah deep short and it's not going to be for long, it, it, the way I look at it, is because Peraza is starting in AAA this year. I was just going to – that was my last question about the Yankees. I was going to say, if you had to put money down on 
not what should happen, but what will happen between Volpe and Peraza. Who do you think either combination of this question, who do you think gets there first? And who do you think sticks the longest at shortstop? I think Peraza is going to get there first because I think he's going to get there at some point this year. I don't know when, um, I don't know if they're going to rush him, not rush him, but I don't think they're going to give him the job right out of training. I I wouldn't mind that to be honest. I agree. I I think he's going to get there first, but I, for some reason, I think Volpe is going to stick. Yeah. He's going to, and I'll say this. I don't think, I'm not sure if Volpe is going to be a shortstop. Like he might have to stick at second because from what they're saying, Peraza and that is, just opens a whole new bag of issues. Torres, right? Oh, yeah, and that's another guy. <laughs> is he going to get? I he might get traded because he might be getting traded to. Listen, Oakland might be open to a bigger trade, not just Chapman to Chapman course, and Olsen. Olsen, right? Or maybe even Murphy. So, oh um, Jesus, yeah, you we might get. Yeah, there might be a huge blockbuster deal coming between Oakland and the Yankees or Oakland and someone else, you know, someone else might step up and say, Hey, we want Olsen. And like, say, let's, let's, here's a crazy thing. What if the Yankees went big and signed Freeman and then the Braves turned around and said, okay, now we'll trade Olsen. Right. So there's a lot of big time moves coming in baseball. And we obviously can't wait, you know, with the CBA crap, but, (laughs) Um, yeah i mean it's because you know what like we were getting it we were getting so much early on you know with the seager signing and uh it was a flurry of moves it was almost like the uh like the nba and the nfl with that one specific day right exactly for a week there there was just crazy amount of money yeah and then then, the spigot got turned off right exactly you know there's money they just don't want to spend it yet right because they don't know what the rules are Exactly. That's, that's the thing. And, and that's why I, I kind of understand a team like like all the big teams did not do anything. Right. Yankee, no, Boston no, really didn't sign Ryan, major Michael guys. Walker, Rich yeah. Hill. Yeah. Those were like minor, minor moves, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Dodgers, they kind of sat back and said, all right, hey, we don't know what the rules are. Not that they care about the rules anyway. Let's be honest. No. Right? <laughs> They've blown through the uh, salary tax anyway. Yeah, right? no, I think it's it's prudent baseball and financial lives to sit back and wait to see to see the the cbi i wonder if there was a like a gentleman's agreement with some of these owners that like listen let's not do anything until we know what's going on i can see some of the old school owners being like that yeah i wonder which ones though that'd be interesting to find out well definitely (laughs) hal is uh he definitely runs things like a business. So I could see him being one of those that probably put out an email to everybody, you know, maybe yeah, I got the answer. <laughs> I could see him say, Hey, let's wait, let's wait until the CBA is done. Cause you know, we have to know what we're, you know, cause he's so. What do you think George would have done? Oh my God. George would have said, screw that. I'll take them all. Yeah. Give me Correa. Give me story. I'll put story. <laughs> Which, you know, Hey, you make fun of it, but it's, uh, it's Yeah. Longing for the yesteryear if you're a Yankee fan. I'll sign Scherzer to a five-year deal. And, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll make him a closer at, at the end and of that, the year. <laughs> and that brings us perfectly into trivia and almost like on this day in baseball history, was it 49-year anniversary of Steinbrenner buying the Yankees? Yep. For how much? $10 million? Yep. And how much are they worth now? Oh, my God. It's, it's got to be in the billions. 
It's a billion, eight billion or something. I think it's five at least. Just the team. Wow. I don't know if that includes yes and the actual property in the city. I mean, just the just the uh, stadium and yes alone has got to be worth a good amount. Yeah, it's it's insane the money that 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 franchise is worth. I got a trivia for you, Steve and Steinbrenner. Okay. How many managers do you think? How many times do you think he changed managers at the Yankees? Oh, for my some God. reason, the question is in his first 23 years. Okay. So 70, so up until Tory, I think, including Tory, from when he took over to the Tory change. Jesus. Um, Billy Martin was like five or six times alone. Um, so like 73 to. According to this, 95 or 96? I'm going to just, I'll say 25. Wow. Okay. I thought I was going to get you with a high number, but 20. Oh, okay. That was too high. That's not crazy considering it's George and considering Billy Martin. Right. Five or six times. And then you think about how many guys he got rid of quick and Yogi after eight games. Yep. Jeez. I remember the Dallas Green days, the Stump Merrill days. Dallas Green. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Lord. Do you have any trivia? That's all I got on George. Yeah. I, you know what? I was, I was going to ask you the one thing about the, uh, the war, but I think we, we covered that once before. So, yeah, there were a couple surprising ones in there. When we did. Yeah. The one thing I did notice, though, with war was, um, what do you call it? Um, single season war, right? Out of the top single season war seasons, only right. one player in the last hundred years is in there. Mookie Betts or Shohei? No. Oh, because I know Mookie had a 10 war season a couple of years ago. That's not even close. That's not even close. Okay. 10.7 in uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay. That's not even close. Never mind. Um, The lowest uh, top 20, top 20. And this guy is 20th. And he had a 13.3. Oh, wow. So Moogie Betts' career year wouldn't even be. It's why I think war. It's it's a little bit because you got to remember back. Uh, Okay. So you got to think about defense, base running, and hitting. Outside of maybe three guys, I don't know anybody in the top 20. The top well, Bonds. Nope. Bonds is in the top 20. Nope. You know who's – well, there is a Bonds. There's a Tommy Bond from 1879, 14. Of course. 14. But I'm there is – On my fantasy team. Do you know the number one um, war season number ever? One. Is it a random player or is it like a Hall of Famer? Oh, it's very random. Uh, is he a, a Hall of Famer? I think he's a Hall of Famer, but okay. I've never heard of the guy. I'm being totally honest. Oh, wait. Hold on. Um, who is the guy that had the RBI record? The no. outfielder. This, no? guy's a, this guy's a pitcher. Wow. Okay. Um, Smokey Joe Wood? No. No. <laughs> no. No. I have no idea then. Obviously, I have no idea. A guy named Tim Keefe. Of course. He had a 20.2 war season 
In okay. Eight, eight, what were his stats? Yeah. Uh, wait, what year did I say? Let me look at his that year. It was in 1883. Oh, it was 1883 season. He was 41 and 27. <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, 2.41 ERA. He pitched in 68 games. And oh, he had a no, no, no decisions. And 68 complete games. Jesus Christ. 619 innings pitched. <laughs> 359 K's. That's 619 innings is like, oh my God, that's a career for most people. Right. His whip was 0.963. His FIP was 1.74. ERA plus 145. Oh my God. Just to give you the the geeky numbers there. Okay. uh, There you go. So, well, I'm curious this top 20 list. Yeah. If Bonds isn't on it. No. I'm telling you, um, I, there's nobody. Yastrzemski, maybe 67 season? Nope. I'll give you a hint to make it quicker. It's a pitcher, and it happened in the 80s. That's good enough right there. In the 80s. Just kind of limit. Okay, I'm going to go Clemens, Nolan Ryan. No and no. I'm just batting zero today. <laughs> Jesus. It's it's a it's an impossible question because I would have never after you hear the name then you're like okay, Doc Gooden. Yes, Doc Gooden. Wow. His 1985 season. He was 20 years old, no less. Um, 24 and four, one five three ERA, uh, in 35 starts, 16 complete games, eight shutouts. Two hundred so seven year by year. Yeah. The top 20 you're talking about? Yep. Okay. 268 Ks and 276 innings. His uh, ERA plus 229. His FIP 2.13. And his whip was 0.9. Cy Young, obviously, and he was uh, yeah, I would hope so. an MVP. So, That's incredible. I mean, just here's a quick thing. Just the names quickly. Uh <laughs> Second overall, second war ever season, 19.4 by Old Horse Radburn. Rayburn? Yeah, or Radburn? Yes. Okay. He was I've, I've looked him up actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> third was... was Pud Galvin. Okay. Uh, third was Jim Devlin. Fifth oh, was Guy Hecker. These guys sound like they're like central casting for what was that movie with Scorsese and DiCaprio in in the like 1800s? Oh, uh, the in New York City. Oh, right. Oh, the Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Yeah. Don't they sound like they could be on one of the army signs of Gangs of New York? The first. All right. Number six, we've heard of Walter Johnson. Okay. Oh, yeah. But after that, you got. I love how he, bar- he doesn't even crack the top five. It's crazy. Here's another good name, Charlie Buffington, Buffington, uh, John Clarkson, Silver King, Silver uh, King, John Clarkson again, Jim McCormick. There are some all time names on this list. Babe Ruth makes it once, as great as he was, he made it once his 1923 season at 14.2 war. So it's interesting to look at this, because- this year, just to give the listeners context. Shohei Otani was tops with 
And that. So Otani, that would have, Otani's year this year would have been what? Like maybe top 50? <laughs> no. <laughs> top 100? He's tied for 312th. Jesus. So whatever Man, war. I'm just knocking them out of the park today. Sure it's just, but I, I would have guessed probably exactly the way you are. I don't know. I, 312th best war season of all time. 312th. Yeah. And look at the season he had. A season that we'll probably never see again. That we were yeah, wearing to Babe Ruth. Show saying it's not fair to expect him to do that again. <laughs> it's 312th. It's great. But all right, here, you, you, you mentioned Barry Bonds, right? I would have thought easily top 20 of all time. 70? Somewhere. 45th. 45th. Wow. His highest was 11.9 in 2001. That's, that's decent. Uh, obviously, one point nine in play. So I don't know. That's why I don't. You know, like war is great and all, but you know, when you think of it that way, it's so hard to. Comp- that's why it's so hard to compare the older players. Oh, to yeah, now. I mean, if you're if you're giving a guy six hundred innings, <laughs> think about like, how many strikeouts he could have passed. Right. It's just crazy. It, it's. It's numbers that we'll never, ever, ever, ever see again. No, that's why some of these records. Oh, they'll never even, get broken. Don't even look up single season wins. No, yeah. <laughs> innings pitched, games played. Like, some no. of these are just never going to. Never see that again. No. 619 innings in a season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you when, you, when you're bored, go on. Uh... Go on Baseball Reference and without a doubt, check it out because it's. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Oh, it's just crazy. Old Rock, Old Haas Radburn. That's a way to bring <laughs> it Old Haas Radburn. Yeah, it sounds like Bonanza. Right. <laughs> like a set of heel or something. I know. Um, any other closing thoughts? Um, you know what? Just the usual. Please, MLB, MLBPA, please get together. Start talking. If it's not this week, definitely next week. Get this going. And And once we get trickles of information, we'll start doing – I know we previewed it last episode. We didn't do it this one. But we'll eventually do one. We'll try to do, like, either a hypothetical or a review of what went down with the actual CBA negotiations. It's just hard to do anything when there's no information. Right. Like once we get a little bit, some of the rumors and once they're in the same room talking, that's a good start. The one thing I did hear that they were talking, it was like none of the major players were there, but they were talking about minor, the minor Mm -hmm. details, you know, like all-star game. And, you know, it's just the kind of like the, like the crumbs, (laughs) you know, like the bottom of the, the list of uh, issues. So, they are talking right. somewhat, so that's a somewhat of a positive, but so uh, we'll have that information coming up. Uh, like I said, about six weeks till pitchers and catchers, so another five or six episodes, and then we'll we can do a full fledged season preview. We'll get the over under expected wins and all that. But until then, um, we're probably going to do a minor league one, an episode about organizational depth with prospects and we might do another um live sports wire with tom who's been gracious enough to 
play our show on Sportnarium and Sportswire. So we might do one with the video again. And um, until next week, hopefully there's good baseball news and uh, have a good week. And you yep. can find us at Talking Rivals on Twitter, at CP7NY, and at Patrick Trotty. Yep. And we will see you soon. <laughs>